Hello and welcome family to another episode of Beyond Six Figures, the podcast that helps you crack the code and break the mold of old habits and thinking. I'm your host Yazzie and it is my mission to help you cultivate a mindset that is worth more than millions. Okay, today we are talking about reflection and how it can help you through your life. Let's get into it. What's up, good family and listeners out there, my Beyonders? Welcome to another episode of Beyond Six Figures, where I help you cultivate a mindset that is worth more than millions by helping us identify the mindsets and the mindset techniques along with uh, the foundational things that we need in order to achieve more than millions. And today is... Nothing new, but it's something that I like to talk about because I personally had to go through this myself, right? And what is that, you may be asking? Well, reflection. I I tell people a lot about journaling, and I don't know if it falls on deaf ears, but I really do believe in the power of journaling. And how much do I believe in the power of journaling? Well, it's to the point where it's become a ritual for me. It's become what I do. I journal every day uh, if I remember to, but honestly, I'd never, I literally never go at least three days without journaling. And if I had, then this must be like journaled in something else, another piece of paper. Like, I got to get these thoughts out. But what I can be honest, what I can honestly say is, is that it's been such a true form of therapy for me, and that is one of the benefits of journaling. It can be therapy, you know, the kind of therapy that doesn't charge you one hundred and fifty dollars a session, and goes home and complains about how dumb and lost their client is to their spouse right like it's the type of journaling it's the type of therapy that can actually save you if you allow it to my journal has been a silent witness a standby a onlooker and it's a ledger a bit of a history book you may say, tracking me over the years. And what I like, again, about journaling is that it keeps you honest. And that brings me to this point. So recently, I had a birthday, another trip around the sun, something that I was able to bring in. I'm glad to say that I I, I brought in with friends and those who love me. And those and people who care about me. And I always made it a, a habit and again a ritual to go back and look over my journal for the previous year, for the year that's just passed. But this time I took it a step further. I decided to go three years back into the past to the year 2020. 
and see exactly what I wrote. To see what goals I had in 2020. At the beginning of 2020. You know, we didn't know what was going to happen in 2020 was going to happen. But, you know, I had goals. And so I went back to go check and see exactly what they were. And I'm not shocked, but a lot of different emotions were experienced. I found myself facing goals that felt distant. You know, dreams that no longer aligned with the current path. And aspirations that lacked measurable progress. Like... I was ashamed, I was embarrassed, I was confused. You know, shame because I moved here, and here meaning the West Coast, I moved here with a plan. And from the looks of it, I've I've went off track. I've I've veered off track. I, I, I somehow took a turn. Embarrassed because I boasted and and you know, proclaimed from the top of my mountain uh, that I would be in a certain place for a certain time. I was confused because I couldn't figure out exactly what went wrong. And this is at the time of reviewing, but I was sure who was to blame, and that was me. Look, I didn't sit in these emotions too long, and nor do I do. Like, I don't enjoy beating up on myself. So, but I also learned that suppressing my emotions is not a solution for filling my emotions. So I felt them. I'm not going to say that it took a day or if sometimes they don't, re- you know, they don't, they don't flare back up. You know, so I, to be personal, to be honest, I'd rather not talk too much about it because talking about it can bring about those feelings. And I would like to think that I've dealt with them and I'm dealing with them continuously. I will always be dealing with those emotions, really, to be real with you, because they never truly go away. The thought is there, the, the, the incident is there, but I'm dealing with them by focusing on the solution to them. You know, the shame part. Yeah, I moved here with a plan, but I cannot ignore the fact that I've also achieved some things that I did not write down or I didn't write down in that particular day. I ran a marathon. I cultivated a new group of friends. I not only got licensed for a new career, I started in that new career. I decided on a new passion or a new new way to express myself in the way that I choose to express myself, and that be a podcast. I bet on myself, and I experienced failure multiple times. In a single calendar year. 
I met a person that allows me to be me within a loving relationship. And that challenges me, too. I've strengthened the bond with some friends. Like, there are things. I can go, the list can kind of go on, but there are some things that I wasn't, I, I didn't write down. Or that wasn't in that set of goals. And I say that to show myself that it's nothing to be ashamed about. Or at least it's nothing to continue to be ashamed about. Sure, feel the shame. It's important that I do. Because obviously there's particular goals, certain goals, specific goals that are on that list that I saw myself hitting if I were to hit these other goals. So I'm not a total failure. I, I didn't totally fail. But I did fail. I was. It's no reason for me to be embarrassed or to continue to be embarrassed. Because the only person that I have to prove something to truly is me. But... Wanting to show up for others the way that they see you or the way that you see yourself showing up, that can be important to some people. And it is important to me in some way. I don't have to remain confused, especially if I know who it is to blame. And if I go back and truly take a deep dive into my journals, I may be able to pinpoint the pat more patterns, more habits of speech that may have consumed me without me even knowing. One of my favorite, but also one of my favorite speeches of his, of Les Brown's, but also one of his most viral speeches, uh, titled Hungry, I believe. You can look it up. You got to be hungry. You gotta be hungry. But there's this part in this speech that just kept ring, that echoing in my head as I got finished reading these goals and realizing like where I'm at, right? And it, it, the gist of it was that he was saying that I was behind on my bills and I was behind on my dreams. And that hit so hard because I can relate and being behind on my dreams do not feel good does not feel good and nor should it feel good because it should especially if you desired this thing so I would say that if you haven't started, you should start journaling. It is something about putting these things on paper that can change your outlook on life itself. The fact that I took the time in 2020 to write out a three-year goal 
right? Three years of goals, of things that I thought that I would hit with my level of focus, with my best thinking at the time. And I didn't hit them. I scratched the surface on some goals, but on others, I'm not even close. The reality is, is that I can't focus on everything at once, for sure. But I still do believe there's daily activity that I can do in small form that can go and add to a larger picture. How I break that down and go about it is up to me. So what are the bright points of all this, right? Like what, because right now it may sound like very heavy, right? Very like downing and it, it may weigh on you. Well, one is that I've realized that I have gratitude for my existence. Again, the ability to be able to still be here to this day and see my mistakes, actually have record, a ledger, a, an idea of my mistakes. I'm able to live, right, long enough to see my mistakes and now make a decision to correct my mistakes. If that's not a blessing, I don't know what it is. Some people make bad choices and they're gone tomorrow. I, on the other hand, have made not so good decisions and I'm still here. Not knowing when my time will come, but knowing that I'm able to correct it. I still have a little, I still have just enough time to make more positive change in my life. The second would be learning from my journey. I've learned. Like, I've learned so much about me. How much of a human I really am. And how much I could sustain, how resilient I am and how resilient I've been, the rock that I am for my group of friends, my multiple group of fr groups of friends, understanding my value that I add even when I can't see my value. I understand who I am when I don't know what value I add, but I'm in rooms where I think I quote unquote shouldn't be. I understand my disposition and the beauty of that. But I also have seen my shortcomings. But they're still beautiful. Because none of us are perfect, but we are perfect for us. I, longer I live, I see that life isn't about perfection. Perfection is a goal, but it's not the absolute. Because once something is perfected, there only leaves room for it to be, you know, perfected even more, I would think. All I'm saying is that I don't strive for perfection, but I do strive to show progress. I do strive to have positive progress. 
The third thing that I've learned is the importance of principles. Because through all of this, the one thing I can say that I can implement in order to not go back down these routes and these roads, it's to solidify the principles and values, to not shift on them, to not dance with them, to not to not take a day off or slack on them. Approach it with a new attitude. Because to me, that's what's needed. Because principles do not shift. They do not change. They are a lighthouse. As the planes of life continue to shift, principles don't. Principles are a guiding star. They are the North Star. So, that's one thing that, that that's another thing that I've learned here, being here. Oh, man, come on, guys. Like, I should be preaching this right now. And again, being able to reevaluate my approach, the fact that I am here today to say that, look, I made a mistake somewhere along the line with enough studying. It, this may take the rest of the year. But with enough looking and studying and sifting through my old journals, I'll be able to figure out some key components that added to my, you know, arrival to this point of like, I didn't really achieve what I wanted to achieve. But I do not wish to go another three years, not even another week along the same path. So I'm pushing myself to make the change. And then the evolutions of evolution of goals. You know, if you still have the same goals you had five years ago, the one reality may be is that you may not either want it as much as you think you want it, or you no longer want it, or you don't believe you can get it or have it. You don't think that you're worthy enough to achieve that goal. Because to have the same dream or the same want five years later, it's not that it's impossible, but what does that say about you? Like either you're kidding yourself or you're trying to beat yourself into submission thinking that that's what you want. It's okay to realize when you no longer want something. Like everything else in life, goals change. I'm not saying that you're not going to have maybe a core goal, a value goal, some would call it. One that really can't be measured by material things. That's understandable. It may be a material goal that takes longer to achieve. That's understandable. But if your approach is the same every single year and you have this image on your vision board, it just becomes wall art and you never truly think you can achieve it. I know in my community, we talk about vision boards, we talk about belief and everything else and these things are very true 
thing is you cannot expect to get anything that you desire half-assing it. You must believe it the whole way. You must be in it. You must live and be. And some may not tell you this, but I will. Some of the goals that I haven't achieved is because of my faith and my belief. And that's for me to work on and work through in order to achieve more. But exactly what I'm doing here with this podcast, I wish to have this go as large as it needs to, but it's up to me to believe that I can. Because if I don't, I'm going to continue to remain in the same vibration. I will remain at the same level. Not helping as many people as I desire. And it's not because of the people won't listen. It's not because it's the quote unquote hot topic. No, it's because of me. So in conclusion, all in all, I learned maybe that not only do needs change, but I can make huge promises right here and right now. And to be honest with you, I would love to because that's what I that's what I've done in the past. But those things are in vain. Those things are for ego. But I will say this though. Every day since my reflection. I've been working on me. I've been receiving feedback from those closest to me. I've been reading more, not just other books, but my journals. I've been consciously aware of some of my thought activity. And I've been counter countering. I've been changing them, shifting them in those moments. I'm not winning every single time, but I'm finding them out. I'm I'm making the unconscious conscious, as Joe Dispenza would say and suggest. And I'm getting to them. And I want to inspire you to do the same. So pick up a journal, pick up a pen or pencil, whatever you have to write with, start putting your thoughts down. Start putting your solutions down. Start putting your questions down. And start getting the answers that you seek. I don't know if you will ever get to the point where you feel worthy to have the goals that you want. But what I will say is that you'll get enough of Writing something down often and not seeing it come to fruition, not seeing it made real. You get tired of talking about something so much to the day that you decide to either shift from just wanting and desiring to actually becoming. But having that journal, having a record keeping your record 
is important because you're constantly changing. Maybe there's a point you want to go back to. Maybe there's a version of you that you enjoyed so much you want to go back and visit. And it's worth having those journals so that day you can either look at that man and laugh at him and tell him thank you as you read from the person that the old you wanted to be. Or you arrive at a point where you no longer are sure you might need to be reminded. I'm just saying, if you are at a point in your life where you not only have an inkling that something needs to change, but it's evident that something needs to change, and you've never kept a journal, then I would say the time is now. For those who've been journaling, you understand the power of this. This is a great way to form affirmations, to refine your affirmations, to refine your steps, to strategize and plan like whatever your your journal looks like. And if you guys got ideas, shoot them to me. There you have it. There it is, family. Another episode of Beyond Six Figures. Today we talked about journaling and the power of keeping a ledger of your conversations, your personal conversations with yourself, and how it can affect and change your life and increase your productivity. And if you like talks like this and you want to hear more conversations like this, then please... Visit me on all platforms at Yazi, Y-A-Z-Z-E, or Beyond Six Figures. Also, if you would like to sign up for our weekly newsletter, hit the link in the show notes. It's one that I send out every Friday. And I'm giving you updates, ideas, and things that are crossing my for you page even uh, to just add a little dopamine to your life so until I see you and it will be soon be great be vigilant be curious be you peace